Next stop is Knickerbocker Avenue. Absolutely, and um, we'll bring on the stakeholders as they come on. You know, try to get everybody's inform- you know, everybody some time because um, I'm pretty sure that you know that you listeners are are excited to hear what we have to say about you know e- each and every individual matchup, and of course our matchup, the New York Knicks, um, will claim the five seed and will travel to the land of rock and roll, Cleveland, Ohio, to take on the Cleveland Cavaliers who sit at the four, four seed. Um, obviously, Steve, this one comes with a, with a little bit of uh, extra baggage considering that Donovan Mitchell was heavily touted over the offseason um, to be coming to the New York Knicks. But apparently, you know, the, you know, and we talked about this on this, on, on this platform many a times. Maybe he's coming, maybe he's not. How, you, you know, what the asking price, what Cleveland ended up giving up. Um, so far in the three performances, in the four, in, in, in the four games that we played them, we beat them three out of four. And Donovan Mitchell has been nothing short but of, of fantastic. Um, but the Knicks have, did win three out of four because Jalen Brunson, um, R.J. Barrett, and, uh, and Julius Randle have handled, uh, handled Cleveland, um, at least in the final three games of the, of the series. So um, let's get into it, bro. How are you seeing it? What are your keys to victory? And um, – Yo, let the people hear you. Yeah, um, we'll bring on Dominic after I speak on that. Um, I'll just go back to what I said last week. I believe the Knicks are the better team. When you look at a full roster versus full roster, uh, you said that the Knicks beat them three out of the four running the last three. Don't forget that first game they played Cleveland earlier in the year. They should have won that game. They had to lead but they were giving up too many threes and ended up losing the lead in that game. So it was possible they could have swept them this season, in the regular season. But I just believe that we have more answers than Cleveland has offensively, although they have guys who can put the ball in the hoop. I just think when you look at the addition of Josh Hart, and then, of course, you guys have mentioned it, 
uh, 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 with a Hartenstein off the bench. There's a certain energy that they have that they're good glue guys that fits this roster, and I think that will give us the edge in winning. But also, I do have concerns because I don't know the answers, and that is the status of Julius Randle's ankle. I don't know. You know, I, I should be trying to follow him on social media as far as if he gives updates or if there is there an update on his ankle? Is he going to be ready to go? And Randall hasn't really played in the last couple of games. Or what are your thoughts on that? We'll bring on uh, Dom. We'll bring on other stakeholders to the conversation. What, are your, uh, what, what is the status of Randall? Well, from, from, from what I've been hearing um, from Coach Thibodeau is that Julius is, he's out of the boot. And he is taking practice. He is taking reps, but it's not full contact as of yet. Um, but they will continue to monitor, and I think they're going to evaluate him again tomorrow. Um, um, and, and, they, and then by Saturday, he'll probably be a game-time decision. The, the idea is that he will be ready by game one in Cleveland. But, but, you know, if, but, but if anything, he'll definitely be ready by game two, which is going to be on, the, on Monday night um, in Cleveland. And either way, I mean, like you said, I think the, the Knicks roster is, is a little – it just edges Cleveland because, you know, matchup for matchup, guy for guy, we do – you know, we have a lot more answers. But let's bring on Dom – because Dom definitely always comes up with numbers. And, Dom, how you doing? Denardo DP on Twitter. What are your thoughts, and what are you feeling about about this playoff matchup? Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening, Stephen. Hey, I, I look at it this way. Without all the numbers, without the season series, I just think the Knicks have the better bench. So that's going to play a role because when – their bench comes in and our bench comes in. Our bench could probably compete with their starters. So, and Steve touched on it. You know, Hartenstein, Hart, they brought it, they bring a whole new dimension. Then you got quickly. And I, I told y'all last week, guys, I think the key, I might have told y'all, I think the key other than the bench is Grimes. If, if Grimes gets 15 to 16 a night, lights out just purely lights out. Because then you got quickly coming in. He's good for a good 15, 16. Hart's just going to give you everything. So I think that's the key. Grimes and like me and Steve discussed before, I hope somebody's on him all day because he tends to shoot better when somebody's in his face. Grimes, the bench, and Nixon six. Whether – whether Randall sits the first game or not, because that's the question mark right now. He's out of a boot. I think he's going full Monty in practice on Thursday and Friday. Even if he sits Saturday, I still got the Knicks at six. But the Knicks are going to steal one in Cleveland. So we'll 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 see. Let's just keep the keep the motivation up and let's see what happens, guys. Knicks at six. And let me ask you this, Don right. and Av on that. Can I ask you both of you guys this yeah. question? If they do steal a game in uh, Cleveland, do you think they'll give it back at home? A uh, one game, give it back one game at uh, the Garden. That, that's the caveat, Steve, because their their home record is it, it almost caught up to their road record. They're almost neck and neck, but we know they've had some troubles at home. So, in, in a perfect world, Steve, I would hope they take both in Cleveland just to give us that cushion of losing one at home. But I think the stakes are too high this time, fellas. I think the Knicks learned a valuable lesson from that COVID season. 
you know, the crowd back in it. They couldn't get it. I think they learned the valuable lesson. And guess what, guys? We got quite a few of those guys on the team that were on the team then. So let, let's uh, – perfect world, Steve. We went both in Cleveland. But if not, we got to win both in New York. Or go back to Cleveland and steal game five. Yeah, um, I second that notion. I think that the Knicks, um, they definitely have to steal one in Cleveland. And and if if at all possible, you know, steal both of them. Steal game one and two just to give you that cushion because I do believe that um, Donovan being, you know, being the native New Yorker, being – you know, um, being back at the Garden in the, on that big stage in you know in the playoffs where it, where it counts and matters the most, where everybody starts to you know really take notice of why there was so much talk about him during the off season, he's going to take that he's going to take that as extra motivation, and his teammates are going to react to that, and you know that's the one thing that you know why so many people were you know were very disappointed when Donovan went to Cleveland and not to the Knicks because. He does make other guys play um, um, better. It all depends on how the Knicks react. You know, if they if they stick to the game plan and they stick to what made them successful throughout the regular season, which is defending, re- controlling the boards, and then outplaying their bench, you know, bench for bench, I don't see the Knicks. Honestly, I see the Knicks winning it in five, but um, but I'll call it six just to give you that one game cushion. But I think the Knicks just. You know they just have their number, but and I hate to be the the guy the guy to do this. We thought the same thing about Atlanta two years ago. We can't, you know, we can't sleep on Cleveland. We can't, you know, they are very talented. They are the fourth seed, and they and and they do have you know a, a dynamic player like Donovan Mitchell, and they have other guys, you know, other guys on on you know on that team that can do some damage. So if Donovan's not killing you. I think I can live with Donovan killing me, but if if Donovan's not killing you and the others do, that's where I'm going to be really pulling my hair out and just going nuts. Just just um, some quick guys, food for thought. Just some, I'm sorry, Steve. Just some quick food for thought, guys, real quick. He hasn't showed up that good in the playoffs, except that bubble season. Let's just hope he's the Donovan Mitchell of last year, 38% from the field, 20% from three. Wasn't playing a defensive-minded team like the Knicks, mind you. So, Let's just keep that in the back of our mind when we think Donovan Mitchell is Superman. He's had a tendency of shrinking people. That is absolutely true. Yeah. Yes, he has. And also, if you bring on the, the fact that uh, Jalen Brunson had a monster series against that same Donovan Mitchell last year uh, when those games with Luka Doncic was not playing. Um, so we have recent history. The reason why Jalen Brunson has a big contract is the fact that of what he did uh, with Dallas. Uh, with that being said, looking at Cleveland's uh, roster of guys, I would you know keep an eye out on. You know, I think um, you know first of all, let's say Mitchell Robinson has you know obviously got to stay out of foul trouble, right? You know, I, I think sometimes he can have issues with a guy like an Evan Mobley who's very mobile, linky, and can draw fouls in that paint. Is uh, a decent shooter. Uh, and he and he's physical down there. I mean, he may not look like Diesel as far as like girth, but he's long and linky, and he will absorb contact. And Mitch, Mitch is going to have to be very disciplined because the the things that like especially when it comes to Mitch, 
um, I think Thibodeau is really loyal to the, the rotate that that nine man rotation. And when you get into early foul trouble, especially the center, it kind of throws that a little bit out of sync to what how Thibodeau wants to coach this thing. So you know, Evan Mobley is the guy you got to look out for. I still I still have my uh, thoughts on um, uh, Karis um, Levert. He's a capable guy who could get you a sneaky thirty in any game of this series. He's shown periodically in games uh, throughout his career, especially in his time with the Nets, where he's he's dropped 50-plus points multiple times. So a guy that, like that that's coming off the bench, uh, do not sleep on a Karis LeVert. And I'm pretty sure the Knicks already kind of scouted this out because you guys are saying the obvious, you know, okay, you're going to want Donovan Mitchell double team and who's gonna, who else is going to step up? Well, it's going to be guys like Darius Garland, Karis LeVert, uh but we got to watch out with a guy like LeVert who will – he can explode. He's not like he's past 30. I mean, he's kind of in, in his prime athletic career right now. I don't know how you guys feel about that. Um, and then also, you know, with the outside shooting, I mentioned how the Knicks lost the first game in this uh, in their four-game series uh, this regular season. Uh, they are capable of knocking down the three. We know that Donovan Mitchell can get streaky hot. But guys that are, like, specialists in that area, like the guy uh, Wade – uh, he'll, he'll knock down corner threes when you double team. You come up on the double team. You got, you leave your man. Cleveland has a good IQ roster enough to swing the ball and get to the right shooters. Whether it's Garland, whether it's uh, Wade, uh, Dean Wade. So uh, these are things how I'm looking at it from you know how we played them this year. I don't know your guys' thoughts on that. Uh, what, what Dominic, Ab, if you want to chime in as far as anything you see from a Nick perspective. Uh, fouls, uh, rotations, uh, defending other players, not named Donovan Mitchell? Well, for me, um, the key matchup, you know, that I'm going to be paying attention a lot is going to be there. Um, it's going to be Julius Randle when he comes back versus Eric Mobley. Um, Mobley, you know, he's still capable of scoot shooter. He's, he, he's, he's, he's still capable. He's a good defender. I like to see how much, you know, how much effort are you going to get from Julius Randle coming off that ankle injury? How much is he going to, be, you know, is he going to be able to keep Mobley from getting comfortable? And then at the same time, how comfortable is, is, is Randle going to be? Are you going to see any kind of rust? Are you going to see any kind of like, you know, any kind of like a slow start? Um, you know, and then at the same time, what kind of you know double team matchups are you going to start seeing? Are they going to double on on Brunson? Are they going to double up on 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 Randall? You know, and then you know, so it's going to take, like Dom said, it's going to take a Quentin Grimes to step up a little. It's going to take an Obi Toppin to step up, you know, a little bit more. And I know you know all the fans, all the younger fans are going to say, well, he's been doing that in his absence. That is correct, but I want to see him do it while while he's there. You know when he's contributing, especially and this is the time to you know to be looking for it. When Obi Toppin starts looking for a contract in a couple in about a year or two, and same thing with, with Emmanuel quickly. If you guys wanted your contracts, this is the time to earn them. You know some of it's already spoken for. This is the time to step up. I want to see that. I don't want it to be where you know what we have, similar to what we had with Atlanta two years ago, where. You know, Randall got the double team, and then there was nobody else that really kind of stepped up. Rose had their, you know, his shine in game two of, of that series, but then you didn't see anything else from the Knicks um, team I think, then. 
I think this this roster offensively is better than that, year, that team two years ago. That team two years ago was better defensively. They're, they're, the reason why they were a four seed was two reasons. The main reason was the trade with Derrick Rose that kind of got them on a nice win streak later in the year that bumped them up to four and got them on the home court versus the Hawks. But number two, they were the better defensive team. They had uh, Bullock, uh, Reggie Bullock. They had, uh, you know, the, you know, Nerlens Noel in, t- in, in interior uh, defensively. Uh, I think Taj was on that game. Yeah, I think Taj Gibson was on that team. Um, So I I thought defensively they had the the tools. They just ran out of gas offensively. I don't think the Knicks had – like Dom said it last week, the Knicks are like – what what are they, Dom, like this year? Like top six, top seven in offense? A Tom Thibodeau team? Like this ain't the two years ago type of game. Totally different. Yeah, I mean, this is not two years ago Well, every offensive possession was a challenge. This is totally different. And the difference because you got the point guard who could score, mainly him, the development of Grimes and quickly. So I don't think the offense is the issue. If anything, it was these. It was this year I had issues, certain games with the Knicks, with Houston on Christmas. Or was that, was that Thanksgiving? No, that was Christmas. Not Houston, Philadelphia on Christmas. The OKC game, that Sunday game, they gave up 145. And um, there was another game. They gave a lot of points. Uh, this whole bunch, just a couple of games. And I mean, a lot of these teams in the NBA do it. But no, th- th- I don't really think it's the same situation like it was two years ago. Where and then plus, let's give the Hawks credit. Two years ago, they actually went to the conference finals. They went through Philadelphia, even got to Milwaukee. So they were they were on a nice little run after their trades. I think they had just got the uh, the coach fired. I, just ironically, they got another new coach. That's the who was the former Jazz coach and uh, Quinn Snyder. Two years ago, they had replaced uh, what's it Lloyd Pierce for Nate McMillan. How crazy is that? And they they're on another little run right now, getting past Miami. We'll get to that a little bit later. So I think the situation is just a little bit different uh, with the roster, like what Dom said with offense. All right, all right. Um, uh, you know, I, I'll keep that in mind. I'm still going to keep my, you, you, you know, you know, my my defense mechanism, you know, up and high because that's going to be, a, you know, the playoffs are a different animal. We, you know, it, it, it gets understated, it gets stated a lot, but I think it's still an understatement. The playoffs are a different animal when you're playing the same team, you know, four out of seven times and trying to beat them, you know, in, in, in a fashion. But um, do we have any more callers? Anybody else coming in, Steve? No, no it's just us three. Um, I don't know if anything else you'd like to add or Don wants to add anything uh, to this series versus Cleveland. Um, uh, I think there's – I mean, there's other little nuggets. You know, Dom, I mean, what about your boy Alfred, man? How do you feel about how he's going to contribute or lack of contribution? <laughs> this is this is where the, the show goes off the, uh, the hinges with Dom blowing the gasket on Alfred. But <laughs> – Don, you have any thoughts on that, or have you anything else on RJ? Oh, RJ's got to hit his free throws. Let's start there. <laughs> Absolutely. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I, I think I think that I think that that goes without saying. Um, the Knicks need to hit the free throws, you know, and they have to and they have to get to the line um quite efficiently. But I guess the question that I have for both of you is, how do you see the center, the, you know, the center matchup? You have, uh, you know, you have uh, Mitchell Robinson, being what he is. Then you have Jared Allen on the other end. And at the same time, you know, they have Robin Lopez there. You, you, you know, um, he doesn't play much, but, you know, I'm pretty sure that you'll probably see him every now and then. How do you see that matchup, you know, going? And what does Mitchell have to do, you know, to, you know, to help this team win? 
I'll, I'll let Don go first. Go ahead, Don, and I'll, I'll go right back after that. I'm going to touch on the first part because I think we kind of skimmed over that. I don't want this to be a, oh, my God, Alfred, get my jacket. But let's not I'm, – I'm, we're all sitting there talking about Quentin Grimes and Mitchell Robinson and, and Batman and Robin, and we're skimming over. This guy has to show up, man. No more 22-year-old. This is year four, second playoff appearance. Everybody looked at Julius Randle freezing in that bubble season. Where was R.J. Barrett? It's time, man. It, I told you all before, I hate to say this. It's not like I don't like this kid, but he got one foot on the banana peel and the other one out the door. That's it. it just, I don't care what people say about what his ceiling is. His ceiling is the roof, and he's on the top floor right now. We we skim over this shit. We're talking about Mitchell Robinson, Quentin Grimes, Josh Hart. We're talking about going to be the most highest paid Nick next year. And you don't think he got to show up. Yo, come on now. Serious. The poison pill ends June 15th. Keep that in the back of your mind, gentlemen. We couldn't trade him at the trade deadline because of that poison pill. Ain't nothing holding us back now. It's time. If there was ever a time for this young man to show up, this is the time. And here's another key, guys. This is going to be a good series because now Brunson is playing somebody his own damn size. He's 6'2", Garland 6'1". Hey, <laughs> wow, when's the last time that happened other than we play Cleveland? And I'll, I'll, I'll reiterate one thing again. Like I always say with me and Steve with the Yankees, one series at a time, one series at a time. You don't want to look back and say, you know what, we should have won that series. We should have won that game. And Steve hit on it earlier. We've blown so many big leads this year that we should actually have home court advantage going into this playoff. I understand it took us time to get out bearing the addition of Josh Hart, but think about what Steve said. There were so many games that we were crushing people. We were crushing good teams, Cleveland, Philly. And we blew the leads. We, we blew the leads to shitty teams. Excuse my French. But when you rewind this right now, we should actually have the home court. So Mitchell Robinson, guys, I look at Mitchell Robinson like, you know what, I, how many years has this been, guys? We're not going to expect him to develop a, a step-back jumper by Saturday. We're not going to expect him to create an Earl Monroe spin move. He is what he is. Hey, buddy, keep your mouth shut, play defense, get some rebounds, block some shots. That's it. Because Jared Allen is probably maybe three, four steps ahead of him on offense. It ain't like Jared Allen is Kareem. So it's not like he's second, you know, Elijah Wan or somebody. Match him up, keep him where you can keep him. And if we get an alley oop, if you get an offensive rebound, go up strong. Go up strong because we're not expecting, again, he ain't working on his jump shot right now, fellas. So <laughs> he is what he is. Let's just, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going with Quentin Grimes. I'll bench. And how I forgot about it, R.J. Barrett. Come on, kid. $30 million man. You, you got to prove how would something. You... How, how would you def, def, uh, divide the defensive load on Mitchell? Like, let's say, okay, you look at the starting lineup for us versus there, right? Like, if you would put RJ, you know, with, with that first no. rotation, let's look at it. Rot- no. 
RJ, you would put Grimes on uh, on, uh, on yes. Mitchell. You're saying every possession. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Cool. The wheels okay. Cool. Okay. Okay. All right, what, that's, Steve, all right. That's if fair. You, if you do that, if you do that, Steve, then that leaves even less of an alibi for Alfred, because it's not like you're running around chasing this dude all day. Now, whether he checks you or not, if he does check you, you have a height advantage against him. And so does Grimes. Let's not forget Donovan Mitchell is not 6'8". He's maybe 6'3", 6'4", on a good day. So it's not like you're checking somebody that he's fast as hell. Let's not – all the yeah, things I've fast. said about him, let's not take away that he's a great athlete. He can get yeah, off the ground. He he's fast. He can shoot. So I would feel – and it's just me, guys. I'm not Tom Thibodeau, but I would put Grimes on him for two reasons. One, he's probably a better defensive player than RJ. <laughs> and now you're giving this young man a chance to not exert all his energy on defense because Brunson's going to if he's checking Garland. Julius is going to check him mobley. So who's RJ checking? He, uh, he probably – if, if yeah – Right, right, right. I get that. So, theoretically, I don't think Okoro, he hasn't been there in a while. I would think Levert either gets the start or maybe uh, Osman. I mean, these are these are not, you know, world beaters or anything. I'm just saying who who who's he going to check. Uh, or, or I don't know if Danny Green even has a role. I know he made, you know, he got onto the team kind of late. So, he's got playoff, you know, he's probably just going to be a, a guy who's going to spot up and shoot threes all day in the corner like, uh, like, like Dean Wade would. But – uh, to answer your question, I get what you're saying, and, and, and there's nothing wrong with RJ being okay on screen and rolls. He be the pickup defender late in the shot clock. I can see that. So initially, Grimes is your defender, and if if Donovan asks for the pick at the top, you know, top of the key or whatever, there's going to be some sort of switch. I would rather have RJ on the switch than let's say a Randall. You know what I'm saying? I get I get what you're saying, mm-hmm. and, and, and it makes sense yeah. what you're saying as far as um, uh, Brunson on uh, Garland. Uh, so yeah, I, yeah, I, absolutely. But the, 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 Ev, what what are your thoughts on that? Oh yeah, to answer your question about uh, Mitchell, the other key as far as defending uh, Jared Allen, just stay out of foul trouble, bro. Just keep the rotations intact. Because I don't want to get into a situation that we're okay. You got to put in quickly earlier than he expected to, and you know, I, I the Knicks are at their best when the rotations are intact because guys are not in foul trouble. It doesn't even matter if it's Mitch, RJ, anybody. So. Uh, have anything else you no, want right. to add? Or... That was going to be the, the, the that was actually going to be you know the only thing I was going to say was is that um, Mitch Robinson has to stay out of foul trouble and you know because you don't want to spell out Isaiah Hartenstein to come off the bench you know way too much even though he's going to get he's going to get probably a little bit more of the minutes um, especially coming down crunch time depending on depending on the situation. Um, but you don't want to overexpel him and having Hartenstein chasing. You know, having to deal with you know with Allen, and then having to deal with you know their bench, and then you throw the guys like you said, throw the guys all off of rotation because now you got to bring you got to bring Randall in for for more time on that bad ankle. You're gonna have to you know play Toppin a little bit more, and you know he's only good for you know in spurts, to, in, in my opinion. And then you may have to even dig deeper into your bench, you, you know, and then that you know because after the nine man rotation. Who's really left that, you know, power forward center? You don't really have a lot of more options after that. 
So it's very important that Mitchell Robinson, you know, does what he's good at, rebound the ball, shot block, be a defensive presence, and stay out of foul trouble. After that, you know, beside from that, I don't, I don't see how, I don't see him having that much of a problem. He hasn't had that much of a problem with Allen this season anyway. But you know, when, when you're playing, the, when you're in the playoffs, you know, things get exploited. Dom, anything else you like to add? Go ahead. Yeah, I think this is not the time to overuse Hartenstein because I think Mitchell versus Allen is a better matchup than Hartenstein versus Allen. Now, Hart can still get a little physical. He can still get a little fancy-dancy with his passing, down low moves, yeah. But I think the the Mitchell Robinson and Allen matchup, again, you know, stay out of trouble because we don't want to have to. It's cool when Hartenstein's coming in and Allen's not in. Let's let's keep it a buck, guys. He's normally up against the second stringers. Though he's played so much, he ends up playing against the first stringers. But this time, I think it would be in the best interest of all if Mitchell Robinson kept his ass out of foul trouble because that's a good matchup, him and Allen. So, and Hartenstein can come in and do his thing like he's been. Again, somebody said it. I don't know which one of y'all did. Let's not upset the apple cart. We have our rotation down. We – we, we took the beating with that, oh, who has a nine-man rotation. Damn near every team in the NBA has a nine-man rotation. Some might have ten. We do it, it's like, oh, my God, Moses is part in the Red Sea again. No. But we don't want to upset that with somebody, i.e. Mitchell, getting in foul trouble. I'm more afraid of Grimes getting in foul trouble than I am Mitchell Robinson, to be, to be quite honest. Because we really don't have nobody other than quickly that could come in and really spell Grimes. And if he does, then who spells Brunson? Because he, you know, spelled both of them, and then who's, you know, we again, that rotation gets jacked when just one person goes under. So, yeah, we, we got to keep everything intact like it's big, guys, because that bench is going to come in, and they're going to do their thing. And I just don't think Cleveland can match up with that. I'm, I'm not saying it because I'm a Knicks fan. I'm saying it strictly by the numbers, strictly by what they've proven. Not many teams, guys. Let's keep it real. We may say it, but not many teams have a Josh Hart. You know, as much as I wanted the Knicks to get him, I didn't know he would bring this much, guys. I mean, this guy's like the all – he's like, you know, the all-around guy. He just does everything so good, and it's like it's so effortless. <laughs> I mean, he just goes out there and plays hard and – Let's the game come to him, and he just gets in the way, and he's definitely – I'll be honest, guys, and I'm going to stop. I do not think the Knicks are in the position they are today without that addition. We might be a play-in. I agree. I don't think we're a fifth seed. Yeah, yeah. I hate yeah, to we agree, were, we but were, I agree. We, we, yeah, we were number seven, remember, before the trade, and that's yeah. kind of where I thought the Knicks would have finished at the end of the year – and then that trade, once I saw the trade, I said, wait a minute, man. We have a chance because of the Durant situation, uh, you know, going him going to Phoenix and Kyrie going to Dallas. I said, oh, the, the Nets are going to fall. And then it, everything that happened at that point is everything we said was going to happen. It was a matter of catching Cleveland. We did, had a ch- we did have a chance to catch Cleveland. Just ran out of gas. And I think, um, you know, they had a better start to their season. But I saw enough games between us and them that I think we could definitely play with them. Of absolutely without a doubt and then and I think especially in that last game where we took a lot of 
punches from Cleveland in that first quarter, and they were streaking hot, and we went bucket for bucket with them, just keeping in the game. And Brunson ended up with 48 points, and that was a game on the road without Randall. So exactly, I, there's really no, there was nothing really I can say. I mean, unless Brunson gets hurt and Randall is just not a go, I don't see like I, I'm with you, Dom, and and Ab, like. I, you know, I'm giving. I'm gonna give Cleveland some games, but I mean, I, I I feel confident that the Knicks should be able to take at least one, if not two, in Cleveland. Not, I'm not saying the first two, but at least one on each two game uh, swings back to Cleveland, unless the Knicks finish them all in the sweep, and I don't think that's gonna happen. They got to get at least a split in Cleveland and defend the Garden. And that's the one thing I'm not a conf- I'm I'm more confident with the Knicks on the road than the Knicks at home. I don't know how you guys feel. I don't feel like they're this Boston 1986 40-1 record at home. Like I feel like teams get up for the Knicks and play them well, especially since the crowd's been back since COVID. Remember, remember the Knicks were killing it before the crowd uh, two years ago. They were killing it at home. Bring back the fans. They wet the fucking bed. I don't – you know what happened? against the Hawks. So I'm not as confident as this home court shit. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm really not. I, I feel that the Knicks play better on the road. I just do, you know. So it's just a feeling. And especially Cleveland. I, I don't know how you guys that, really want to say to that, but – well, but I'll, I'll, well, never, well, I'll never forget. I'll never forget that, Steve. How we damn near lost our mind when the crowd got back in the in the arena, and it was so obvious how they went totally left. Remember, we talked about it then, Steve. Like, oh shit! Oh yeah, it was. I remember so clearly. Oh my god! It was like yesterday. We were saying, damn, why did they let the fans back in the arena? They can't do shit right. And they they right. actually, guys, even though that team wasn't better. I think up until the fans coming back in, I think they had a good team then, especially their defense. They were locked down defensively that year, fellas. We could talk all the shit we want about their offense, but they were like, what did I, What was a first and field goal percentage against, first and three-point percentage against, second and points against? They were like the, the defensive team. Okay, they couldn't score that well. They had a shitty point guard. But as soon as they brought that crowd back in, come on, Steve, me and you were, like, scratching our heads. What the fuck? And it showed in the playoffs. Yeah, we were. It, it showed in the playoffs. Couldn't get out the whole damn way. Ab, I, I want to be honest, and Dom, I'm going to be honest. When Donovan Mitchell plays those three games three and four at the Garden, I'm going to be a little bit worried because I think there's a lot of Trey uh, – what's his name? Trey Young impact. I think he will get up playing the Knicks more on the road. Not that he would not try to play his all on, at home in Cleveland. I just think a player of his athleticism and caliber, and especially the fact, like you guys have been saying, with the rumors last year, whether he's going to be a Nick, whether he's not going to be a Nick. I mean, the guy was going to Ranger games last year, Ranger playoff games last year at that Garden. He wanted to play in New York. Whether the deal got done business-wise was a whole other thing. But – I, I could see him going for some big nights, at least one or the two in New York, and I don't, you know, hopefully we have enough to offset that. I'm just saying. I mean, I really believe that um, he's going to get up for at least one, like game three or game four, uh, some magical special night. It could probably he could probably put a fifty burger on us. I, I really believe that. But would that be enough to stop the other guys from getting there? That's going to be the question for me against Cleveland in this series. Uh, anything else you guys want to add? Or? 
from the series. Or, well, oh, yeah, Harden just got to hit his free throws. <laughs> we haven't seen right. So, uh, so, 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 so I would say to the I would say to that is is that um, I, I'm expecting Donovan to have at least one, if not two, um, big time performances at Madison Square Garden. Like I said before, him coming home to play at the Garden in the playoff atmosphere in front of the Knicks a team that he really wanted to come to, but for some reason, the, you, you know, the business deal that never happened, I, I predict that it happens. And, I mean, you hear it on, on, sports, on sports talk radio. You hear it on everywhere else. You know, if, you know some, some big mouth on, on the big network here saying, if, if, if Donovan Mitchell beats us in the playoffs, then the, then the season was be for not. Well, there's a reason why he's saying that. That's because, you know, the guy is that special, and he wanted to be a Nick. He wanted to have that special moment at the Garden. He's going to get his chance. He's going to get his chance in game three, game four, and if necessary, in game six. But until then, um, maybe let's, you know, let's, let's get our final predictions for this series, and let's move on to the next one. Steve, prediction. Uh I'm gonna give I'm gonna give some respect to Cleveland Knicks in seven. They gotta win that game seven on the road. Wow. Okay, that's a tough one. Dom, you still with um, Knicks in six? Yes, sir. I don't want to see a game seven, whether it's at home or on the road. I, I just don't want to see a game seven. I, 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 and, I'm, and I'm with Dom on this one. Um, I, I think that they still won, you know, one of uh, one of the two games in Cleveland. Um, they may, you know, they may um, shift the bed in, in one of those games at the Garden. It just can't be, you know, game four or game, or game six. Um, but, hey, let's, uh, you know, let's keep hope alive. Knicks in five or six. Um, so, with that being said, it's funny that you mentioned him earlier, Steve, Trey Young. Because Trey Young and his team last night took care of business. They took, you know, they went down in Miami with a 116-105 victory over the Miami Heat, and they are now the seventh seed. So that seventh seed is going to take on the number two seed, Boston Celtics. Um, this is going to be interesting to some people, I guess. I want to hear from you first, since you know these. You follow. You, you watch all more all around NBA games. How do you see this one going? Your prediction. Okay, let's start with what happened with Jalen Brown. Uh, if you guys did not know the news, or I followed it from afar, that uh, he broke it or cut up his hand, lacerated his hand from a glass vase. Interesting. So no one don't know really his status, but the stitches in his hand. Boston, obviously, to me, has the better roster. They have the better parts. Um, Boston wins this series. But let me go back to that playing game. I'm as, I was a little shocked, Dom and F, that Atlanta was up 20 or whatever it was. It was high because, you know, remember, my position, I'm, wise, or I'm talking Rangers and NHL playoffs with the guys last night doing hockey. But on my lazy eye, I could, you know, follow in the game, kind of like when I'm watching what's going on in Toronto right now. I'm shocked that they, they came back, but we'll get to that game as well with the Bulls and the Raptors. But I was shocked, Dom, and uh, that the Hawks were plus 18-19 in Miami? I mean, I mean, we've got so used to the Miami Heat being a solid, all-around, cultural, you know, you know, play-with-heart type of squad last, no, the whole 21st century 
pretty much. Never in my my mind with an interim head coach who's like one game over 500 or one game under 500 that they would go into Miami. I know the division was weak. That was the weakest division in the NBA. But went into Miami and was up big. And they held – and as a matter of fact, not only they were up big, every time the game got to like six or, you know, they cut the game down to five – they pulled away. They they answered every every uh bell. Every call every time the, the the heat got close, the Hawks made an answer and pulled away. Every it seemed like three, four times they did that shit. Even with Kyle Lowry's what, thirty three plus points off the bench. So kudos to the Hawks. I did not see that coming, man. I thought the and and, and here's the crazy thing, because we talk about how the Knicks beat up on the Cavaliers this year. The, the Heat had their way against the Hawks. It seemed like every game in the regular season, and they ended up losing. So I hope that doesn't seem like karma for the Knicks when it comes to the Cavs. So I, I don't know how you guys thought about that. But focusing on Atlanta and Boston, I just think too much Tatum. Uh, you know, you know, bring back Marcus Smart. And, you know, Al Horford still knocking down perimeter threes. Uh, you know, two teams I can't stand. Uh, I don't like any of these teams in the East. I'll respect Milwaukee, but outside of that, I'm going to sit back, but I just think Boston's the better team. We'll see why, man. All right. Now, Dom, Boston and Atlanta, um, Boston has has won all three meetings that they had so far. Um, it's been pretty much Trey Young, you, you know, you, you know, to the wheels come off for Atlanta, Boston's a lot more, you know, a, a lot more um, built, and you know they're much more well-oiled machines. You got more moving parts in that, on that aspect. How do you see this series going? I, I think it's going to be a little better than something. I almost text Steve last night when the game started, and they start the game was going. I'm thinking to myself, Steve, if mm-hmm. Kyle Lowry is going to lead the Heat in scoring. That's not a good sign. That's just not a good sign, mm-hmm. people. I'm sorry. I'm not taking nothing away from Kyle Lowry. But if he's going to outscore Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, Bam Adebayo, <laughs> something ain't right with this picture. But here's the thing, guys. I'm listening to the radio today, NBA radio. Who did they have on as a guest? Remember our old man, uh, what's his name, the new GM of Atlanta? The Nick, what's his name? God, I had it on the tip of my tongue. He played for the Knicks, and now he's there. Oh, you're talking about uh, Landry Fields. Yeah, Landry Fields, yeah. yeah, He was on on the radio, and he said, it's funny that I can say whatever I want because it's our team. But he said, when Snyder came to the Hawks, he said, we got to hit the boards better. You know, we got Capella. We got Collins. We got all of these guys. And he said, don't get it twisted. The addition of Sadiq Bey was a big plus. And, you know, you're thinking, uh, you know, he works for them. Then what did I do, guys? I pulled up the numbers. They shot, both of them shot in the 40%. The Hawks had 63 rebounds to 39, 22 offensive rebounds to six. So if this is what Quinn Snyder was preaching and in their first game in the playoff, they playing. They did exactly what he asked them to do. I'm not Can saying I they're, I'm not saying they're going to replicate that, but they're a different team, guys. I'm telling you, the same way Josh Hart made a difference for us. If you watch this, Sadiq Bay has definitely been 
a plus for them. Let, let's just keep can, it can real. Can I ask you a question about that? You know, what? A, what why yes, is it the scenes with the like like the Hawks two years ago? They were this team. They were in the middle of the pack. Uh, regular season, like four or five seed. They had Lloyd, Lloyd Pierce as their head coach. They fired their head coach midseason and bring in Nate McMillan. And then all of a sudden they start picking it up at the regular season. No different than they did this year. It's like every two years they do this shit. <laughs> well, why? How does, yeah, how does think, that work? How does I think that work? this year, Steve, to be honest, I just think this year, to be honest, somehow, some way, I hate to use the cliches that they talk in sports media, but how the coach sometimes loses the team, they lose an ear, whatever. And there's always been rumors that Trey Young has not got along with any coach that the Hawks have had since he's been there. Okay. All that being put aside, guys, you look at the additions they made, you know, Murray, Sadiq Bey. We all know Bondanovich could shoot. But let's just keep it real. They have a lot of the same pieces but I think their direction under Quinn Snyder, again, I'm listening to Landry Field, and I'm like, oh, he's giving us that old home team smoking mirrors bullshit. Then I went, when I stopped my car, I went <laughs> look at the numbers. I was like, I'll be damned. So, again, with the addition of Murray and uh, Sadiq Bey and what they already had, come on, Capella had 21 rebounds last night in 28 yeah, minutes. That's almost a rebound a minute. Yeah, that's a little against, I against know Miami, he's a little who has Bam out of bio. He's out of bio, yeah. That's another thing, right, guys. Right. I don't mean to cut. That's another thing, guys. I think the time has finally come where this guy has been exposed. I'm just saying, and it's not because I hate the Heat. I think slowly but surely, Bam out of bio was getting exposed. And I said this two years ago. I always thought Julius Randle was better than him. Always. Everybody was like, "Oh, he's I, the next." Fish, I the next agree. Fish. Nah, nah. No, no, I, no, I really... agree with you. I just think, I think Bam Adebayo, they, they, he was in the, the right situation at the right time during that bubble season when they went to the finals mm-hmm. and lost, and he got the big contract, and he played so well for an undersized big man. And, and, and let's give credit to the Heat organization. I hate to say it, Avon, the Knickerbocker Avenue fan forum. At least the Heat reward their players by paying them and paying them early most right. of the time. So that's the situation. We kind of all knew it. Damn, Bam Adebayo got that kind of money. But, hey, if you work your ass off, undersized center or not, they're going to pay him. But, yeah, he did get exposed uh, uh, on those boards last night. So it comes with a little trade-off to let me, ask, it is a little let me ask you a question, Steve. In in his mm-hmm. umpteen years, without me even looking at the numbers, what has he actually gotten better at? He's always going to shoot fifty percent from the field because he's always close to the rim. Let, let, again, six nine, supposedly playing center. That's that's his role. He's five ten feet away from the hoop. Pretty pretty good rebounder. You know, nine a night. Not for a guy supposedly playing center, but, hey, he's undersized, whatever. I just think between the end of last year, because, again, Steve, I have league pass. I watch a lot of basketball. Between last year and this whole year and last night, the exposure of him has been getting brighter and brighter and brighter. And last night it just yeah. went full Monty. And I, I hate to say it because I love Jimmy Butler. I do. I'd like to see Jimmy Butler play, but 
They're done, guys. They're done. I almost texted you last night, Steve. Hey, Steve. So Kyle Lowry's leading the Heat and scoring. <laughs> this shit is over. Well, I think listen, I think you know they had an issue. I'm going to go to advocate his thoughts, but I think uh, the guard got hurt. Uh, the starting guard, the shooting. I forgot his name. The small point guard who shoots a lot of threes, and Kyle Lowry had to play more minutes than he should, and he just got hot. But yeah, um, but hey, listen, they got a they got a game the next game, so that's the beauty or the the consolation prize. So they have one more game, whether it's against the Bulls or the Raptors, as we speak. But Av, what are your thoughts? I think Boston's going to win. I, I I had this little nugget that there was a little bit of chippiness in that one game where Marcus Smart and Trey Young got into it. I think there was the game in Atlanta, so there's a little storyline behind right. that. Well, who doesn't Trey Young get into get get into it, man? With <laughs> so he gets into it with a lot of people or fans and players, but yeah. I, I got Boston. What do you what, what do you got, Af? Uh, what's funny is that Trey Young also gets in with his own team because apparently, the, um, you know, Hawks management are actually like micro microscoping this dude and and watching his every move because they're wondering if you, you know if, if he's going to want to you know want to request a trade you know at, at some point. But um, listen, um, Boston. As much as I hate the city and you know and their fans, um, you're not. I don't see um, Atlanta competing with Boston and almost anything. I almost, I almost want to give Boston the sweep, and I don't think that Atlanta is really going to be doing a, a whole lot of anything. Um, the only issue that I have is that Boston does have a tendency to kind of mail it in, you know, from from time to time. Um, so. If I want, you know, if if I had to, you know, pick a winner here, obviously it's going to be Boston, and I said they win it in five, you know, five for pride, um, just like a, you know, a hand in spades. Um, I just don't see how Boston, uh, how Boston is going to give up, you, you know, that much to an Atlanta team that's, you know, that's really disorganized. They still haven't figured. I don't think they really have figured out, you, you know, you know, just who they are and what they're going to be. And especially with this Trey Young situa- situation going into the off season, I, I just don't see how you're going to upset, you know, Boston. Um, well, Boston well, is, 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 is almost pegged in as a second round team for me, but that's just, you know, that's just me. Um, what's the status? If anybody, if anybody can answer the question, what is the status of Jalen, uh, Jalen Brown's hand? Because I think my prediction is based on his health, and I don't know the status of that hand of his being cut up in that accident. So are we saying whether he plays or not, Jalen Brown, that if he doesn't play, the Boston Celtics are going to handle the Atlanta Hawks? I actually don't see it like that. Then my prediction is going to be slighted or, or changed or altered. And by the way, let me say this real quick if you guys can answer that. I am shocked that the Bulls came back on the road and beat the Raptors just now. I'm, I, I, we got to talk about that uh, at some point, man. Wow. You guys can fill me in on what happened with that game. I saw Siakam miss two free throws. <laughs> talk about talk about uh, uh, be, trying to be a Batman. You got reduced to Alfred. You know, Remember, he was uh, robbing to Kawhi Leonard's uh, Batman a couple, uh, three years ago or whatever it was. But, yeah, what, what are your thoughts is Jalen Brown? Is it, what, What's up with the hand, Dom and that? I, I don't know. As far as I know, for Jalen Brown is that he hasn't. He, he has yet to practice as of this moment. He has yet to practice, and there's and, and there's you know they're probably going to be looking at some kind of restrictions if he even plays game one. But um, I, um, that's all I know about him. And then if you look about Marcus Smart, 
you know, because he's got the, you know, that, those neck spasms and you know and whatnot. Um, they're saying that he's, you know, he's ramped it up in practice. Um, you know, what that actually means, I'm not exactly sure. I don't know if they went full contact yet, but they say that he's going to be a go for game one. Um, you, you know, in that series, but um, but Brown is gonna, is probably going to be like a game time decision. Yeah, they're, they're saying they're saying he should be ready, but I, I don't know, guys. I'm not. I hate Atlanta. I hate Boston. I probably hate Boston more than Atlanta. But I'm I'm not going to sleep on Boston because, again, guys, sometimes you got to take away the status of somebody like like Jason Tatum. He probably still holds the record for the most turnovers in a playoff series last year. So again, when some sometimes as good as these guys are, guys, when the lights get the brightest, they gotta put up. I just think Atlanta, I think their size, their rebounding, and their offense can definitely keep up. I'm not saying they're gonna win, guys. Don't don't get me wrong. I'd love to see them win, honestly. But I don't think it's gonna be <laughs> what everybody says it is. I don't. And I don't think Miami's beating Chicago. So there, there goes Miami down the two because, again, here's Bam Adebayo being undersized against the Bulls. And I'm just saying, guys, this might be a better series than some people might imagine with the Hawks and the Celtics. Because believe it or not, yeah, and- the Hawks, if they didn't have all these problems, guys, they might not have been a playing team. If they would have hired Quinn Snyder a few months ago, they might not have been a play-in team, guys. It's the, the Nets might have been the play-in team, but that's just me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right, though. I agree with you. Uh, DeJounte Murray is a guy who had a big game against the Knicks. Uh, he's a night. Is it not a true compliment to Trey Young? They kind of do a little bit of the same thing where DeJounte Murray is more of a defensive-minded player. He's sneaky with the steals. He's Sneaky athletic, he's got long arms, and then you're right about Sadiq Bay. Sadiq Bay was buried in Detroit. He was probably there, you know, a very good player on a terrible team, as we all already know. Uh, so yeah, he's a nice addition to, like you said, what, what Landry Fields has said. I would not be surprised if the Hawks won a few games now that Brown is hurt, but you still got to defend Al Horford. Al Horford, Capella's got to go out there and defend that a lot, you know, a lot of threes. And if Robert Williams is playing, I don't think they're going to have a lot of issues with the rebounding like Miami did with the Hawks. So, so, but still, I think, um, yeah, Tatum's going to have to be watching out for the the, the turnovers. And uh, I still think Boston's the better team. But, you know, this Jalen Brown thing makes it a little bit interesting. So that's kind of my – I still have Boston winning, but it, it makes it interesting now. Uh, all right, then. So, so, so how, how, you know, how, how much are they winning? Six, seven, five? I'll say – oh, shit. I'm going to say six. Uh, right. no, well, it, 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 it could go seven. It could go seven. If no, Depending on the Brown status, it could. It could. This is not a walk in the park like people may think. Okay, I, I got Dom? I'm going to go with my idiocy. I, I'm going to take the Hawks in seven. Okay. What? Ooh, we got the game seven wow. in Boston. Okay. All right, now. I like okay. that. I, I was going to say. I was going to say. Dom. 
because I'm taking I'm taking them in the deck. If the Hawks steal one in Boston, remember, other teams not named the New York Knicks. When they play in Atlanta, Atlanta has a home court advantage. When they play the Knicks, it's not a home court advantage. But it will be a home court advantage against the Celtics. If they steal one in Boston, guys, just saying. Uh, I don't know. They are a different But they still got to do it, though. That's the thing. They still got to do it. Right. Yeah, yeah. But like I said, they're they're a different team with Quinn Snyder. Let's let's just be honest. He's a better coach than they've had. Let, let's just keep it real. So, and they seem, to right. be, they seem to be buying into what he says. So, we'll, we'll see. I got the Hawks in seven, maybe six. Wow. Um, I, 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 I guess I'll, I'll go with the more modest touch and say Boston in five. Um, and that's okay. That's okay. Hey. We'll, we'll see who's laughing. We'll see who's laughing after this. No, I'm that's just okay. Saying, that's okay. Some people might have said the Boston's going to sweep them. I'm not laughing at your pick. I'm just saying. I think we're sleeping on the well, Hawks. But yeah, some people I was just, say saying, I was just saying that just now. I was just saying that just just a minute ago. But then I, but, but you know, then you you know you, you mentioned the fucking you know Jalen Brunson. I mean the, the Jalen Brown situation. And not to mention, you know, the Hawks. You know, take, you, you know, taking last night's game. You, you know, in Miami. You know, that's something to sneeze at because like. Like uh, like Steve was just saying, Miami is usually like a perennial playoff performance team. That's what they do, and you, you know, dating back from the Riley days. So the fact that you know that that, that, that you, you know that you had Kyle Lowry, as you guys were mentioning, you know, scoring thirty three, thirty five points, and you really didn't get much from anybody else. That kind of you know that kind of concerns me. But with that being said, about Miami, because now. You know, the play-in situation on Friday night makes it interesting because now Miami will host the Chicago Bulls in, you know, mm. to determine who will be the number eight seed. With that being said, since it's a one-game playoff, Steve, does Miami no. redeem themselves? Yeah, they got to. I, I can't see them losing. This, this is the Miami Heat we we love to hate, but I gotta be objective. There's no fucking way they lose to Dom. I could be wrong, and I hope you're right, Dom. You know, historically, we, <laughs> Av and I, you know, we are both '90 Knicks fans. We grew up in the '90s, and we've hated the Bulls, we've hated the Heat. But listen, man, <laughs> I, the Bulls gotta go. They were down 20, to, whatever it was, ridiculous. I thought the game was over when I came on with you guys tonight. There, I I gotta go back and see how they came back. And I saw Siakam blow those two free throws. I, I listen. I think there's no way I could say that he loses under that Pat Riley and Eric Spolstra, that Heat culture. He, you see that all on Twitter. If you look at the hashtag Heat culture, you see that all up and down Twitter. Heat culture. Heat culture. Heat culture. I don't see them losing two in a row in playing games. I'm. A, I, I. I. I don't. I don't see it. So I'm. A, I'm a. I'm going to say the Heat wins the game and get in as the eight, and they'll get destroyed, destroyed by the Bucks in five. Wow. That's where I'm going. Okay. <laughs> All right. Dobster Donis is going to kill us here. I'm not, I'm not going to go against what I said two minutes ago. The Heat are done. Yeah. They are done. They don't have no answer for Levine, DeRozan, Vukovic. Here we go again, guys. Vukovic, bam, out of body. It, it just don't match up, guys. I'm sorry. 
Vukovic, remember, mm-hmm. remember Steve? He used to be the Nick Killer. He gonna be, he gonna be the Heat Killer. Peter, he well, killer tomorrow. They, they played a lot against each other when they, he was in Orlando. So I mean, I know they're familiar right. with each other. So right, but I just think, I just think they have a better team, guys. I think, other than me cracking jokes, I think the Bulls have just a better team than the Heat. It's right. I don't want to say it's that simple, but. Look what they did tonight. He just mentioned it. I thought the game was over when I came out here. I'm watching it on my iPad. But they did the right thing. You're up. Foul. Foul. Make them go to the line. <laughs> what, what's so hard about this? If they hit it, you're still winning, and you get the ball back. And that's just how they ended the game. But you're right, Steve. They was getting smoked. But for some reason. Yeah, I thought it was done. You know what I don't like, guys? And I'm going to stop. I don't like this situation. I think – if the Bulls win and the Heat lost, the game should be played in Chicago. I understand this, this funny shit, but they're the winners. The, the game should be the, the person that wins, not the person that loses, should have the home court advantage. Let, let's fix that. No, I, I, I see that. why you It's because that. of records. I, it's, it's, I yeah, understand. That's, right. I, understand. That's why they, I get it. But we got to throw the records out the window now because y'all wanted this. Y'all wanted two, four extra teams in the playoffs. Y'all wanted this. So why punish? Well, you already well, punished everybody else by adding these guys. Well, why I punish think, the team I think, that won't? I, I think your setup makes sense if they did it. Okay, seven th- versus ten. So it would have been who? Who's the seven team? It was the uh, the Heat, right? The Heat were the seven team. Yeah. And the ten yes. was the Bulls. So it would have been them first. It then would have been Atlanta and the Raptors. So that's how, that would have made sense if that if you wanted to do it like that. Okay, the seven versus ten, eight versus nine, and then the winner of that faces the the two winners face each other. Whoever has the better record in that situation, I think that's that's what would make sense by record. I think I under, I understand why they did it like this. It's a little interesting. I think it's kind of like a soccer setup. I'm not totally opposed to it. I'm okay, I'm okay with the play, you know. I don't know how you guys feel about it still after, you know, the last couple of years. I'm okay with it. I'm not in love with it. I know Dom's not a big fan. He's a big, you know, old school give me the eight teams in each conference and that's let's roll. <laughs> I get it. But, you know, I, I'm not I'm not in love with it, but I it's okay, the playing. So, I, I, what are your thoughts? I'm, 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 I'm not in love with it. I'm still getting used to it. But, yeah. It's an interesting dynamic considering that, you know, we do have the wild card in baseball and we do have the wild card in football. Why not also in the NBA? So this kind of creates, uh, you know, uh, you know, a play-in and then a wild card playoff, uh, you know, a win-and-go-home situation. And it does add excitement. It does add viability. The only thing is, is that I uh, – the only thing that I really don't like about this whole thing is that it opens the door for more. And I can just see that happening soon. Everybody they're going to yeah. expand everybody this. And everybody's – and I swear to God, if, I, if we ever expand the play-in situation to a point where a lottery team is in the NBA Finals and gets the number one pick – I'm, I, 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 I might just, you know, finish the job be, and just off myself. I can't do that. Yeah, even even Major League Baseball guys tweak that wild card. Until the day comes when one of these playing teams wins a championship, you ain't selling me on this shit, especially in a league that promotes rest, that promotes 
uh, management of every situation, that the NBA had to step in and say, guess what, Steve, you are not eligible for no award if you don't play 65 games, which is still weak. That's still missing 17 games. That's weak. You, everybody had 82 games to get to one to eight. But you want to add, tell me this, guys, and I'm going to stop. Has there ever been a baseball team that the wild card has won the World Series? Um, yes. The yes. Boston Red Sox in 2004. Tell me one team that's made the playoff as a wild card team in Major League Baseball that had a losing record. Oh. I don't uh, think that exists. No, I don't think that exists. No way. That doesn't work. Never I don't think that exists either. So we're, we're, adding, we're adding teams that, let's be honest, guys, they just weren't that good during the season. And you're punishing the teams that busted their ass for 82 games just to get another money grab. The NBA is so about the money. They're damn near catching the NFL. I mean, nobody's more about the Benjamins than the NFL. But the NBA is closing in on their ass pretty fast. <laughs> so I, I don't um, like it. It's not because I'm old school, Steve. It's because it just don't make sense to me. That's all. Um, can I say something real quick and we move on to the next game or series, whatever? But kudos to DeMar DeRozan. I know it's been a few years removed. Ooh. He had a stop in uh, San Antonio in, in a couple of years with the Bulls. It must feel nice that he knocked out his former team out of the whole entire thing, man, in their house. I mean, it's got to feel good for him, you know? So uh, Definitely kudos does. to the Bulls. Man. Back. Wow. Holy mm. shit. All right. Where so are we going next, being said, Well, well, since we since we really can't talk about the Milwaukee, um, the, the, the one through eight, because that still gets to be determined, even though you kind of already jumped the gun on this they, one. They're coming out the east. We have to go they're to... coming out the east. Let's, they're coming out the east. Let's just put it right on the table. They're coming out the east, man. The Milwaukee Bucks are coming out okay. the east. Especially now oh, with oh, the oh, Jalen oh. Brown situation. I, I, I'm convinced. Okay. Nobody beat Not even us. Yeah. So. <laughs> I approve. I approve that message. <laughs> I am. I, I'm, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to pen them in yet. I have them penciled, Ooh. but I'm not ready to pen them in. Um, sure. But let's go on to the next matchup. The next matchup will be the three-six matchup between the Philadelphia 76ers and the Brooklyn Nets. Now, Philadelphia this, four. This <laughs> Philadelphia four. <laughs> No, he, no. Didn't, he didn't even let me talk about it. Like, okay, he's just like, okay, no, okay, for How rude of me. How rude of me. Go ahead. I'm sorry. That, that is on me. I'm sorry. Well, well, well it, it doesn't matter because Philadelphia did win all four meetings. Um, that's with uh, um, another, you know, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. So, so, so Steve is not even going to – Steve is not going to even analyze this. He's not even going to talk about nope. the matchups. He just says yeah. Brooklyn is out in four games. So, thank you, Steven. Dominic, your thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with Steve. I mean, I love Bridges. I do. He's a he's a hell of a guy. He's a hell of a player. Shows up every night with his boots on. But I, I don't see I hate to say this though. So I don't see the Nets winning a game. I don't trust Doc Rivers. I just don't I ain't going back against that. He has shown that he can Not freeze up passing. Yeah, you're right. But I don't, not I this don't series. He, he'll, 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 he'll get by in this round. He'll get by in this round. It's the whole reason why the Knicks had to get the five. If they would have been stuck at six, we're having a whole different conversation versus Philadelphia. Okay. Yeah, that's why right. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. This is easy. Well, you see, at at, at worst, in five games. At worst, in five. But fill it with a sweep. Okay. You see, I'm not giving giving Philadelphia the sweep. I'm actually predicting that the Brooklyn Nets takes takes game one on the road and then then get swept. (laughs) I'm I'm predicting that Brooklyn takes one. Takes 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 game one because just because of what Don just said, you can't really trust Dom, Doc Rivers, you know, in, in these situations. His teams have notoriously have been, you know, fall asleep on game one, and then for some reason, then they wake up. And, and let's be realistic: these Philadelphia Fair. 76ers are, are, you know. I don't really know if they have the makeup to go deep into the playoffs as you know as they once were. I think they were better, you know, without Harden years ago than they are with Harden now. And uh, okay, who Gr- knows who knows what's going on with him now? Well, granted on your Dot Rivers point, I don't think that's going to be a factor in this season. No matter how you slice and dice it, four games, five games, Philadelphia's winning. I mean, that's just the net of it, honestly. So, I mean, I mean, yeah, if if it went five, it wouldn't surprise me. But I just don't see Brooklyn winning the series. I think that's the whole entire point. We're all agreement in. And, and I, I Dot think Rivers we're definitely in agreement there. It's just a matter of how we get there. Yeah, it would be weird uh, if Atlanta beats Boston. And then they play the Sixers to see who goes to the conference finals again. Mm. Huh. Oh, that would be mm. funny. They'd do it again, right? Deja vu <laughs> like two years later, right? Uh, I mean, listen, I, I, I would give Atlanta more of a chance against Boston than, than Brooklyn against the Philadelphia 76ers, absolutely. So, oh, um, without yeah, a doubt. I, yeah. 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 No. I, to be quite honest with you, I may take a nap whenever Philadelphia and Brooklyn plays, meaning – it's a lot of games to watch. From my perspective, I'm watching Yankees. I'm watching MLB. I'm watching all the playoff seasons for the NBA and, and of course, uh, NHL playoffs, right, every game. The, i, I got to find ways to che- get cheap, cheap naps. And, and whenever Brooklyn and the, and, and, and the Sixers are playing, I may na- – that's a series I know Philly, Philly's going to win. So why am I going to waste my time watching it? Right. So I'm going to be catching naps right. or catching up on my show so I can talk with Dominic and Nick Abaka Av on my TV shows. So that's how I'm treating that. Series. I may – Steve, I may take naps to whoever's playing Phoenix until somebody shows me they could beat Kevin Durant. Do y'all know a weird statistic, guys? On two teams in his last 27 games, Kevin Durant, he's 25-2. and two. He hasn't lost a game since January. I am not going against him. I like Kevin Durant. I don't give I, a shit about I am, the burner account. He yeah. is he's the truth. And I'm actually going to stay up for that because I like the fact that it is Russell Westbrook on the Clippers versus Kevin Durant, former mm. teammates. Yeah, so that, yeah, I, yeah. I like the storyline in that. So I'm going to yeah. keep tabs with that. You know, I don't have no faith in this, uh, the Clippers, to be honest with you, man. They're kind of this. No. They're like, you know what they remind but me they, of, Domino? They remind me of kind of like the, um, the 1990, what year was that? The 2000, whatever the, the year, the Portland Trailblazers had Pippen, Grant, uh, Rasheed Wallace. Yeah. You know, those teams, they had all these yeah. players, these all-stars. That's who the Clippers remind me of. And it's just, this, I don't know, it, this is overhyped. Uh, I'm going Phoenix. But if, if, if but we're that's talking a about weird, that series, that's, that's some weird shit, though, guys. This guy is 25-2 and two in his last 27 games. Hasn't lost a game since January that he participated in. 
Nice. And you could only wow. imagine he was probably the leading scorer in every one of them games. Mm-hmm. Man, that's wow. some scary shit, man. That is some scary Ooh. shit. You know, so, 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 so while we already skipped Philly, Philly, Brooklyn, and go into into Phoenix, LA Clippers, you know, that's the four or five matchup in the Western Conference. How do you see that one going? Because I, I, I'm with you. I don't trust the Clippers. You know, they they might take a game. I think that's about it. They might take a game or two. Um, you, you know, they probably won't win, on, win one on their home court, and and, and they, they could possibly steal one. But I just don't see them beating Kevin Durant uh, and, and and Devin Booker on that on that Phoenix squad. So if you're if you're asking for my prediction, I say Phoenix in five. Um, Steve, uh, I'll, I'll go Phoenix in six. I think they win that six game uh, in L.A. Uh, on a Staples Center floor or whatever that shit is called, Crypto.com Center, Crypto.com Arena. Oh yeah, they change these names every two years now in the NBA, man. Back in the day, I remember cannot the arena stand that. The arena, the Miami arena now is like on a third name in like two months. Like you can't keep track of these shits. So the point is, Phoenix. Oh, here's the problem. Or the issue, only issue I have with Phoenix is they don't. They have this no name guys off the bench, and if Durant gets hurt. Even if Paul gets hurt, basically if any of the starters get hurt, it could be a problem for Phoenix. If they all go as far as they can stay healthy, and that's how I'm rolling. But those guys are injury prone. Kevin Durant is injury prone. Chris Paul is injury prone. You know, Devin Booker is a great Robin. He would have been. He's a. He's a. He's an okay Batman, but a great Robin. A great number two scorer. So. They could definitely ride the wheels off the Devin Booker train. I, that, that's my issue with Phoenix. Is I, I just feel that their starting lineup is injury prone, and if one of those guys get hurt, it could change a little bit of things. And, you know, Clippers are not riding this low management shit in the playoffs now, so they're going to have to play all their guys. They have excellent wings. Uh, we already know about Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, uh, Powell coming off the bench. Um you know, adding Russell Westbrook for what it is, uh, you know, you know, he's been cut a couple of times since leaving the Lakers. But uh, I, listen, I, I I trust the Suns and what they've done in the limited time that they play. And but if they get hurt, I I, I wish I could adjust my pick based on when they get hurt. And it, it changes everything for me. So, but until then, uh, Phoenix and six. All right, Dom. Well, right now Paul George is still up in the air. But even with that being said, play or don't play. If Kevin Durant hasn't lost a game since January, I don't imagine he's going to lose one against the Clippers. I got the Clippers getting swept. Got wow. You're right, Steve. If, if the Clippers have to bank on somebody getting hurt, that's not a good sign. That's not a good sign. And, and at this time of the year, you know, you're only talking little stretches. I mean, anybody can get hurt. Don't get me wrong. But full strength, they're getting swept. Kevin Durant's going to make a statement that I'm still Kevin Durant. You know, when you see him play, it's almost what I get every time he shoots. I'm still Kevin Durant. I done blew out my knee, done slipped on a wet spot, come back. I'm still busting everybody that. I'm still Kevin Durant. And I don't think anybody in the NBA can stop him. I don't. I don't think anybody in this league can stop Kevin Durant. On one leg, two legs, a half a leg, I hate to say it, guys. He's just that good. I don't think I've seen somebody like him. 
in my years of watching basketball, that big, that long, could get to the basket, could shoot. And he stepped up his defense over the last few years. So let's not forget, guys, there was times when he played with the Warriors in the playoffs and the championships. He was playing the five. And this guy is just something special. And it's, I don't want to see him get hurt because I just want to enjoy it. But I, I don't see the Clippers winning the game, and especially if, if Paul George misses a game or two. Nah, that's still up in the air, guys. I don't know the status of him yet, but last I checked, he was still, you know, on the DMP. That's yeah, absolutely true. Yeah. So, 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 so we got that now. So we're going to stay in this bracket, on this side of the bracket of the Western Conference, because um, to go back into the play-in last night, the Lakers took care of business, and they, you know, they wait a minute, home court to the Okay. Wait a minute, Av. Who do you got? Who do you got between Phoenix and the Clippers? Um, I'm going to go with you. I, 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 I just see the Suns sweeping them. Um, they, the Clippers might get a game. They might get a game, and and, and that might be, you know, just, you know, on the count that Durant might just have a bad day. You know, he, he, he you know, he's got some stiffness in his, in his, in his pinky toe, and he just doesn't want to play the fourth quarter, and that's kind of how it goes. <laughs> that's the only way because because you're right. The fact that the Clippers have to bank on one of those guys, if not both of those guys, going down, and then they only have to worry about you know Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, and, and all of them. Then you know what's the freaking point? It doesn't make sense to me. Um, so the Clippers, um, without Paul George, they get swept. With Paul George, they might get a game. That's it. Um, so with that being said. We're staying on, on this part of the bracket. So that was the 4-5 matchup. We're going into, you know, the 1-8 and eight has to it's still, you know, it's still be determined because the number one seed already, is already there. It's the Denver Nuggets. Um, mm-hmm. And their their opponent gets decided tomorrow, on Friday night. So, on the, so for the 2-7 and seven seed, the Lakers are already in the 7th seed defeating the Minnesota Timberwolves. Now, the Timberwolves get one more shot at it depending on who wins tonight's game between the New Orleans Pelicans and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, and, you know, that game will take place in Minnesota. With that being said, which, guy, you know, which team gets is the eighth seed and, and who has, you know, the unvirtuous, you know, unvirtuous, you know, um, you know, distinction of having to face the Denver Nuggets in the first round? Steve. All right, let me rewind it to last night's game or one of the guy or people listening to this episode. The game between the Timberwolves and the Lakers and Dom. I don't know if you saw the game live, but uh, or Av. Man, I I was sweating bullets for Michael Conley, man, when he was at that free throw line with pretty much one tenth of a second on the clock. They were down three. Too. He nailed. He nailed those three free throws to put that game in overtime. You talk about pressure, Bruh, he, I was I was like. I'm not even a fan of that team, and I'm like, whoa! You got to not these three free throws to, you know, pretty much extend your season. And I know they lost, and they, they get the home game back, and they, now they have this little situation going on with Rudy Gobert and Kyle Anderson. That was kind of ugly, you know. Rudy Gobert threw that that threw that weak ass jab at Kyle Anderson on the bench, and who knows what's going to happen now that you know he's off the suspension. I'm going to go out and say, who, I think Minnesota beats whoever wins the OKC uh, Pelican game. I'm going to go with Minnesota. I think 
they've shown we've seen them play. They've shown some, you know, some flashes. They got some good uh, play out of Anthony Edwards. Uh, I, I can't believe, you know, I'm, I'm about to say this, but I was really dis- not impressed with Carl Anthony Towns uh, versus the Lakers uh, the other night. But even with that said, you know, give credit to the Oklahoma City Thunder, who are supposed to be a lottery team. I think I saw a stat. They literally have a 0.1% chance to make it to the playoffs, and they're actually in the playoff playing game versus a, you know, a scrappy uh, Pelican team without Zion Williamson. So either or, I think what well, this doesn't even matter. I'll, I, even if I said OKC wins tonight, or the Pelicans win tonight, or whenever they, you know, guys, people listen to this episode, they either or, either either one, they're both losing to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, I think Minnesota. I think they'll bounce back. I, I think they will bounce back. I'm not 100% sure. Um, I think they'll rally to, um, you know, they gave the Lakers um, a good run, and they came back in the game. Kyle even made some big free throws, and I think they can ride that, fly halfway across the country to face either the uh, the Pelicans, who they just beat, I think, on their turf, like, literally a few days ago. So I'm going with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, your thoughts, guys? I'll tell you what, guys. If if Minnesota didn't bitch up and suspend Gobert, if Anthony Edwards didn't, forgive me for saying this, disappear, Carl Anthony Town, the Lakers lose that game, which makes it even scarier because if they would have won the next game, it would be the Lakers against Denver in the first round. But I'm with Steve. I got I got Minnesota moving on, and then they get beat by they could beat by Denver. That's not even going to be well. It could be, but I, I have I don't have a lot of faith in Minnesota. I, I love that I love that cat. I mean that that uh, Ant Man. Just thank God if he just showed up a little bit more. I'm not going to say a 21 year old froze under pressure. No, I ain't going to do that. If he just showed up a little more, they win that game last night, guys. Simple as that. But they're they're going home here regardless. I don't have no faith in yeah. either of the teams they're going to play, OKC or the Pelicans. No. <laughs> yeah. They get an alibi. Right. right. So, you know, at the time of this recording, um, it's the end of the first quarter. The Oklahoma City Thunder have a three-point lead over the Pelicans. Um, I, to me, this game, it, you know, it can go either way. It really wouldn't matter. I do think that Minnesota um, does take – um, you know, the, you know, the second play-in team um, and will become the number eight seed. And then they're going to get destroyed by the Denver Nuggets. And, and, and um, I just don't see how they can even muster up the courage, to, you know, to – I mean, they can put up a good fight against the Denver Nuggets. You, you, know, you know, they've had some, some wild games, but I just don't see it. And um, I, I think that Denver um, easily sweeps or, or, or takes it in five games – and they move on to the next round. So, um, with that being said, the next you know the next bracket um, is the very interesting one because you have the surprise team, in my opinion, the surprise team of of all of them, the Sacramento Kings. They hold the three seed, and they will be hosting the defending NBA champion Golden State Warriors. I'm going to leave it to Steve because I don't want to – I don't even know how to go this route. I mean, my gut tells me the Warriors. But Sacramento has been something kind of special. What do you think, Steve? 
this is crazy, right? <laughs> this is a series I gotta pay attention to. So whenever they're playing, I'm going to be watching. <sighs> Dom, I hate to disrespect the Sacramento Kings because I've been, you know, you heard me even compare Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson versus the, uh, you know, the the the, the Sabonis and uh, the Aaron Fox debates. You know, best duo Southpaw, and we and I should give. The Kings there just just do. Now you gotta remember Mike Brown, the head coach for the Sacramento Kings, was on that bench with Steve Kerr, so there's ties there. You know, uh, you know, that branch, that tree, uh, you know, so there's familiarity. The, the teams know each other. I'm pretty sure it's like what, an hour drive from Sacramento to San Francisco or whatever, it's an hour and a half at 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 worst. So it's a short it's a short trip, no matter how you look at it. Andrew Wiggins is coming back, and who knows what his situation was going on personally. And I think he's going to be relieved to come back, and then when he comes back, they're just a different team. And then there's defending champions on top of that, the, the Sacramento Kings. I mean, not the Sacramento Kings, the Golden State Warriors. I can't write off the Warriors, man. I'm not ready to see that core, Draymond Green, Curry, Klay Thompson, uh, you add in Wiggins and you have Jordan Poole. I am not ready to write off the defending champs in the first round versus a team who had a very good, their best season in a long time. They probably had their best season since the Stoyakovich, Chris Webber, Mike Bibby years, Doug Christie years. This has been a long time since the Sacramento Kings have done well. But I, I, That's 20 I think when it's all said and said it, yeah, I, I am going to go. I, I can't. It's hard for me not to go with the, the Golden State Warriors. I, I know they've been a terrible road team, but they're the defending champions. I mean, they're not that far removed from what they did to Boston. So uh, I'm going to go with the Golden State Warriors because I, I got to see the, the Sacramento Kings under pressure. And this is not – this is what the Warriors do, man. They've been down this road, man. But the same court for years, like at least the last 10 years, since the Mark Jackson teams. I, I, I can't make a case for Sacramento – over, other than they just had a better season. This is the champion. This is the defending chance we're talking about. Golden State. Right. Uh, and in so, six. In six. All right. So so, so Steve has the, the Warriors uh, in six. Dom, are you as, like, conflicted as, as, as me and Steve are? Nah. As much as I hate Steve Kerr, I, I, <laughs> this, this, this fat, this, the sad <laughs> thing is, <laughs> I'm just saying, I hate him. But rumor is that he's going to become the GM and Kenny Atkins is going to become the coach next year. That's word on the street. But I, the sad thing is, as great of a season as Sacramento has, they don't play no defense. And you can't play Golden State being a shitty defensive team. Not going to happen. They, they'll be lucky if they win a game, as much as it pains me to say it, because, again, I preference, I hate Steve Kerr. I got Golden State winning in five, even with their piss-poor road record, because they're playing a team that gives up a shitload of points at home, on the road. They've just been a very good offensive team, Sacramento. But, nah, they don't stand a chance, guys. Sorry. The glass slipper comes off. Wow. Um, so, so so, there's, uh, you know, the brutal honesty from Donardo DP there, folks. Um <laughs> You know, just to, to you know, just to get some preface, some premise. The the Warriors and the Kings met four times. The Warriors have won three of them. And just to allude to Dom's point, they've averaged over 120 to 125 points in each one of those contests. So there is a lot of you know, there is a lot to be said about the Kings. Um, 
I'm going to be a little bit more fair to them. I'm going to say that the Warriors win it in six. I think Sacramento is ready, you know, to, you know, to, to, to welcome their Kings, um, you know, back into the playoffs. I think those fans are ready to, you know, to, you know, to, you know, to shout like it's back in 2002 and Pages and Chris Webber are back on that team. Um, but um, at the same time, the Warriors, they may have had the worst road, you know, road season they've ever had in, in, in recent memory. This is maybe maybe one of their worst seasons in recent memory, besides that, you know, the injury riddled year that they had a couple a couple years back. But um, I'm not ready to write them off. The Warriors win in six, um, and that's where I leave it at that. Um, Oh, that was a tough one for me because at, because the Kings did have a good year, you know. But it's the Warriors are the champions for a reason, and it's because you know it doesn't because for them it's not really about the regular season, it's about the playoffs. They're designed and right. built for the playoffs, right? And and, exactly. and 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 that's kind of you know just what they do and. You know, they right. may mail it in for the regular season. And, you know, and so far in the four meetings they played the Kings, they have it. They, they've scored at will, and, and they've done it in, in, in dramatic fashion. Um, so it is what it is. But on to the final matchup. Um, this will be the the 2-7 matchup with the, Wake, with the Lakers win. They draw the Memphis Grizzlies, who are, the, who are still at the number two Woo, man. Oh, man. Okay. Oh, man. Okay. Steve's saying I'm that. Lakers. Now you have I'm to know Lakers. what Steve's saying. Let's, Steve, take her away. Lakers are not really – listen, how do I word this? I think the Lakers are more than a seven seed than they are because LeBron missed a lot of those games. They added some good pieces since LeBron was hurt. Ah. <sighs> And Memphis, this is crazy because remember they had the little beef with the scruffle one game in L.A. when Memphis was, you know, going up against Shannon Sharp on the sideline. They could, this, this got a little, little, little WWE story to it and shit, man. This is crazy. And then John Moran's coming off the, uh, you know, the Instagram suspension or whatever. This is crazy that this series has just aligned itself up like this. Yo, oh, man, I, I got to go with, I, I don't, I think the Lakers beat them. I think they do beat them. Um, and it's hard. You got the leading scorer of all time in the NBA. I, is, is it true that they said that LeBron's never lost a first-round series, and this is why his name still comes up in this GOAT conversation against the real GOAT number 23? Because a lot of it is riding that he never lost a first-round series. To keep, keep up with that GOAT status, he can't lose to the Memphis Grizzlies because then the argument, he'll lose that argument to Jordan outright at that point. I don't care what kind of records LeBron gets. But as a team, Memphis is, is – they can put up some points. And then John Moran hasn't played in forever. Um, I think he'll be motivated. It's going to be a fun – that's a fun series. I'm, but I'm going to pick – I don't have a reason not to go against LeBron. And this is the time of year his, he's going to get the calls. He'll get, he'll get more respect from the refs than John Morant, uh, Desmond Bain, and, and, and Dylan Brooks, and Jaron Jackson. Oh, there's no Steven Adams in this series either, right? He, I think he's hurt. Oh, no, I'm going Lakers. There's no Stephen Adams in this series. I think he's hurt. I'm going Lakers. Right. Dom, the Lakers have won three out of the, have won two out of the three meetings that he's had, and each one of them, each each one of those games were pretty damn close. Your thoughts? 
I hate L.A. I hate everything L.A. I'm just that. I'm just that New Yorkish. Where I just hate everything about L.A. But that being said, I don't like the way the Grizzlies act. They act like they've done something, and they haven't. They haven't done jack. And they got this like I I don't know where they got the chip on their shoulder from. Like, who who did you beat? Have a chip on your shoulder. You know, or, or who did you take to game seven and you thought you should have won and we're the new kids on the block? No, no, you're not. It's going to be sad to see a two lose to a seven, but I don't see them beating them. I hope they beat the Lakers as much as I don't like their bravado because I can't stand Los Angeles. But I don't think – that, that might be one of the best series, guys. I will say that. Yeah. I, I think oh, yeah. I, I think I would lean I think I would lean toward the Grizzlies because they have the home court and I can't stand LA, but that may be one of the best series, guys, in in this second round or actually the first round, right? Yeah, the first round. Yeah, that might be a good one, fellas. Right. I, I got Memphis. Um, you got Memphis in six. Mm-hmm. I got I got Memphis in seven. And the only reason that I that that I'm saying Memphis in seven is because of that home court advantage. Um, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. So you guys are saying Memphis are going to do it without Stephen Adams? I I still think yeah. that they do um, because because okay. you're still you're still expecting you're still expecting a lot to go on LeBron and Davis's shoulders and I mean the only thing that that makes it more interesting for me is that, you know, Dennis Schroeder had a pretty good game last night, and I think that he's going to have a, you know, pretty good series, um, especially, um, you know, going forward. But I just don't see you're going to be able to stop John Morant. And, you know, yeah, you can always say, well, you're countering with Davis and with LeBron, but a lot of the times those guys defer to each other. And – Morant doesn't really have that. Morant, uh, to, to me, is straight. You, you, you know, you know what I'm saying? He's like a shark. And, and I just don't see the Lakers being able to handle that. Plus, both of, you know, L.A. doesn't play any, any really good defense either. That's the key thing. They're not, that, they're not that good of a defensive team. And I just feel that once Morant, you know, gets his feet from under him, and you know, you, you know, it gets off on the races. They're gonna have, they're gonna have, you know, a, a tough time to catching up with them because Memphis is a little bit faster than the Lakers. Um, I might be wrong because, I, I, I mean, that that is the reason why I'm, that is the reason why I'm saying seven. Um, but I, I, I have to go, I have to go with the with, with the Grizzlies over the Lakers, even though I have this funny suspicion. That the league really wants to see LeBron, well, you know, you know, deep into the playoffs. He, well, yeah, that's another thing. He's never lost a first round series, LeBron, never, right? So, the, the thing about Memphis, they're going to have to make, they're going to go small. They have the shooting to do it. Adding Luke Kennard, they had um, Dylan Brooks and Desmond Bain. I don't think Xavier Tillman is enough muscle down low to bring against the front court of the Lakers. I don't think – I think they're, they're – I think interiorly they're going to get killed without Steven Adams. So, you know, if that if Adams was there to be the neutralizer in the middle, I think this is – I probably would lean Memphis. But um, Memphis don't make their shots uh, on a consistent basis. 
I see the Lakers winning this in six. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think, you know, you talk about the Memphis speed and their guards. Um, yeah, but you know, I, I think the Lakers can get real physical with them. And I think the rest were going to, because it is LeBron. You know, this is how it works in the NBA, man. They want their stars to get deep, man. They'd rather see L.A. get further than Memphis <laughs> for ratings. That's, that's, you know, just being honest. I, I, will, I, will say, I will say this, guys. I will say this. If there was ever a series where Adams might not get missed as much as we think, even though Steve says about the physicality, I mean, you still got Jaron Jackson going up against – Anthony Davis, almost the same size. So, I mean, I know they're going to miss Adams, but this might be one of the series where they don't miss him as much as they might have. Yes, he gives you the bulk and all that, but I like this Jaron Jackson kid. He's one of the few things I like about the Grizzlies, actually. I've always liked him, and he's slowly but surely, guys, has come around to that high draft pick, and he's been balling. Let me – He's been balling. Let me ask you. But let me ask. Let me ask you this. I, I feel you on that. But let's look at a guy we talked about early in the year when the bullets, not the bullets. I keep on thinking the bullets. The Washington Wizards and they traded for Hachimura. I think there's a there's a, a cancellation when you put that matchup on the court at times. LeBron's going to get his. I don't think they have an answer for LeBron, right? And then a guy like yeah. Beasley. It's a spark plug, and I think he's going to have some good games off the bench for, you know, you know the guy who's been bounced around. And I, remember, we talked about even him coming to the Knicks if he was available. I mean, his years with uh, Minnesota and, and, of course, uh, I believe in, in uh, Denver. Uh, but Beasley could play, man. I think he could. He, and, 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 guy, you love Dom. You've been talking about Dennis Schroeder for years. I mean, he had an excellent playing game, man. Um, and I think he'll Steve, have his way against – Against Tyus Jones. Go ahead. Um, who has the better bench, the Lakers or the Grizzlies? Mm. I would say the Lakers. I would say the Lakers. Really? I think okay. Beasley, Schroeder, Hachimura, they complement each other. I think they have a little bit more depth than Xavier Tillman, um, Tyus Jones. Uh, there's that other guard. I can't remember his name. I, I just think they have a little bit better, a little bit better quality depth off the bench. And you know LeBron's going to play heavy minutes, so that actually plays more into the Lakers' hands. Um, and I think the physicality thing I think favors the Lakers. You know, especially without Adams. Okay, Dom, do you agree? Better bench, Lakers. It's close because I think Steve forgot one guy. He don't put up large numbers no more, but he's a hell of a shooter. Luke Kennard, you know, he's shooting almost 50% from the field and three. But but I think he's so, starting, Dom. I, I didn't I include him because I think he's starting because, because of the Adams injury. Like, like who starts? For the, that's a good question. Who starts for the well, Grizzlies? It's going to be Morant, they got, Bane. They got Morant. They can go small. Bane, Brooks, Brooks Jackson. Tillman, and Jackson. Because what's the name? They got him got to come off the shooting guard. Yeah, I think I think Kennard's still coming off the bench. I think I don't know, but I think he well, could he, be he, the X factor because okay. he's a shooter. Yeah, he, you know what I always say? You know, you know I know shooters to shoot. Oh, I know that. I know that because in the game they played late in the year versus Milwaukee, he started. So I said, okay, are they trying to 
are they tinkering with the lineup? Are they taking with the rotation? Because he started with Brooks and, and, and Morant and uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. Because if you're saying he's coming off the bench, cool, then who starts? Are you saying Tillman starts? I mean, it's possible. That's absolutely true. That, that, that's um, gonna be, like I said, that's going to be the best series, guys. It's just suck, it just sucks that it comes on so late, but that's going to be the best series. Okay. I don't see a better series right. in this bracket than that. Well, um, game game one's on Sunday at three p.m. So at least at least we got that going for us. <laughs> um, um, thank the Lord um, because I'm looking at the lineup. The, the, the late game will actually be the Den, the Denver Nuggets and whoever they're playing against Minnesota, you know, New, New Orleans, whoever or whatever. Whoever they're beating, whoever Sun, they beat. Sunday in, Sunday's <laughs> late Sunday's late game is the Clippers and the Suns. Oh, okay. Warriors and Kings on Monday, ten o'clock. Okay. See, mm. Mm. Hold on. Right. I'm looking at the schedules again. I'm too old for the Yeah. <laughs> See, are you gonna take us to final yeah. thoughts, or are we wrap it up? We're over final time th- on this. Final thoughts. You know what? Um, let's go into the final thoughts, and, and I will reserve mine for last because I believe that um, I owe everybody on Twitter. My boldest prediction yet. So go ahead, Steve. All right. All right, man. We got uh check out the Ring Podcast where Ranger Proud had a heavy uh Rangers talk and heavy NHL playoffs talk just like we did tonight with the basketball. Go back and listen to it in the archives. Uh we got the stakeholder mock draft. Uh every pick by the big blue manana, a full two hour episode. I already got my picks ready to go for the stakeholder mock draft for the football guys on Thursday. We'll be back next Wednesday. Uh, discuss more hoops if the Knicks play on a Wednesday. Cool. If not, we'll be here at 9 o'clock to talk what happened with the Knicks in the playoffs. And it was a fun discussion to get to all these other teams, including our team. I love this conversation with you and Don, man. So you guys, uh, uh, be blessed, man. Absolutely. We'll talk next Wednesday. Well, next Wednesday, we, we're not on the schedule anyway, so so, so it'll be a 9 p.m. start for next week. Um, right. Dom, your final thoughts, sir. Oh, this was this was great, guys. I didn't know we were going to go this long, but it's good. I'm sitting outside. The weather's beautiful. I, I will say this. Knicks, Cleveland, Lakers, Grizzlies. Those mm. will be the two best series in the first round. And, as always, the Yankees have played four series. Four series wins. Every Every series counts, guys. Every series counts. But on that note, guys, it's been great. Can't wait till next Wednesday. Because I think, yeah, yeah, next Wednesday the Knicks will have played a game. The Knicks play mm-hmm. one Sunday, right? So, yeah, play Saturday play and Monday. Saturday? I thought it was Sunday. Damn. No, we're playing Saturday. I can't wait. Yeah. Looking forward to it. All right. Man, all right. Well, we'll see you next Wednesday. Thank you. See you next Wednesday, Love folks. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so so, so 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 for those still keeping track, the New York Knicks do play you know, the Cleveland Cavaliers in Game One starting on Saturday, April fifteenth at six p.m. That will be covered by the Big Network ESPN. Um, and you know, from my final thought is, I agree with Dom. The best two series are the Knicks and, and Cavs, as well as the you know the Memphis Lakers ones is actually kind of interesting. And I, I, I'm going to keep a very close eye on the Golden State and Sacramento. Um, but here's the boldest prediction I think I've ever had in my whole life. 
the Knicks, and no, I'm not jinxing them, folks, but I think the Knicks can make a very strong argument and go. And they're going to go deep in this playoffs. They can very much be in the Eastern Conference. I don't think that Milwaukee is a, is a clear-cut runaway, but they're going to be the toughest team that we, that we play, bar none. I just feel in, in deep down the way this team is assembled, the way this team has been gelling, the way this team has been playing, the way this team does look out and, and, and cover a lot of loose balls and, and, and a lot of, you know, they check a lot of boxes in comparison to the team that, that played two years ago. This team can go deep. And I'm going to quote, you know, something that I used to say two years ago and then um, a fellow uh, fan page called The Next Wall um, actually put it out in the video that I reposted. Why not us? Why not us? That remains to be seen. But if you are on this, if you are listening to this podcast, you listen to this platform, you listen to the, you know, the educated minds of the Nardo DP, Dominic Donardo, and Steve Azul, and myself, and every other stakeholder who's been on this platform at some point or the other, talking and analyzing the New York Knicks from the, from when we win to when we lose to when we we're celebrating to when we're agonizing. All those years, the time is now. If you are a New York Knicks fan, get motivated. Get happy. Get out the brand-new orange and blue outfits. Bring out your old dusty jerseys. Bring out the, you know, the orange and blue kicks. I want to see it. I want to see my feet blue and orange all the way up through the NBA playoffs. Because I do believe that one day we will see an NBA championship. Is it this year? I don't know. I'm not going to rule completely against it. I'm just not going to put my money on it yet. But if you're a Knicks fan, you have to be happy. You have to be joyous. You have to be excited. You have to be ready because on Saturday, the motherfucking journey begins. The New York Knicks are back. They're back in relevancy. They're back in the playoffs, and they're going to take it to the Cleveland Cavaliers, and we're going. We're going far in the playoffs. And if you believe in me, subscribe to me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Subscribe to this show. Follow this stakeholder show. And next Wednesday, if I'm full of shit, I'll be here to listen to you. Tell me how much I'm full of shit. But if I'm dead on, I want to hear you too. As you were right, because I bleed orange and blue. I bleed blue all day, every day, 24-7, 365, to the day they put me in a box and dig me six feet under. It's Knicks forever. New York forever. That's the hashtag, right? That's what New York forever means to me. Until then, enjoy, enjoy the playoffs. Enjoy the play-in tournament. Be safe, everyone, and good night. A finger to the rest, here we go for the neck. It's like dick. A finger to the rest, here we go for the neck. It's like dick. A finger to the rest, here we go for the neck. It's like Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it?
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.